Welcome to another episode of Spock Sports Show. It's a look at everything sports here in the mid-Michigan area. And now, here's your host, Chris Spockman. Chris Bachman here with you, Spock Sports Show, catching up with the regional champion, Sacred Art Academy softball team, their second straight regional championship team. I got Coach Wheaton here with me and Eliza Perrett. And Eliza, I told you this, I'm going to warn you, we're going to cheese on you here for a minute. And so, Coach, we were talking earlier and I started thinking about it. And the last two years for this young lady, and hoops, two district championships, and volleyball, two district championships, two regional championships, and a state championship. Now, softball, two district championships. Two regional championships. She said she had her open house yesterday. There's a whole lot of trophies out there, wasn't there? Filled with trophies. (laughs) And now, Eliza, first of all, what what do you think about when you think about that success over your high school career? Is that I guess you thought of it yesterday with the trophies, but before that, is that something you really thought about? Um, yeah. I mean, my whole senior year, kind of like I've just been talking to people, and it's kind of unreal. Like this stuff doesn't happen. You don't win two district championships or a district championship every sport you play. So it's it's kind of crazy, and it's it's weird that's become normalized for me that it's like, oh, yeah, that's just our district. You know, we're going on to regionals, but, you know, come watch us in quarterfinals. But it's like, it's just weird. It's, it's unreal. Yeah, so every varsity sport you've played, you've won at least a district championship. Yes, at least a district um, championship. And like I said, Scout Nelson, I was talking, is the only person I could think to compare it to with her, you know, cross-country track and the championships she won. But, Coach, what what's that say about this young lady right here? Well, I mean, it says that she was born in the right year, number one. <laughs> uh, but, but no, I mean, and, and what the other thing that wasn't mentioned that, yeah, she's been parts of a lot of championship teams and parts of championships that most high school kids do not get to enjoy and that kind of thing. But what, what's most important is that she's a huge part of all those championships. Without Eliza, many of those don't happen. And um, I don't know, she probably doesn't believe that, but it's absolutely true in this sport. So, um, so that's the biggest thing, but I just think about all of the success that she's had and her class has had and, and Lexi and many of the girls, the young girls that are on our team right now, we've had a lot of softball success, but you know, it's not typical of a high school student athlete to have that much success, uh, over time and over extended period of time. And what concerns me is that, uh, when they get out into life, you know, life outside of this, that that they take with them. So what we try to do here, our values are big. They they mean everything here. And what I hope happens is that what they learn from the experience and learn from us adult coaches and learn from what we try to, um, the, the experiences that we try to put in front of them, that they learn how to deal in life when the times they don't have the success. Um, It seems to come easy for them right now, but you and I both know once you get out of here, uh, life changes, and um, success isn't always there. And the, the, the thing that I'm most concerned with and the <laughs> thing that matters to me the most is that when that success doesn't show its face right away to them, that they have the tools to deal with that kind of thing. And, and I think through this softball program, I think through her basketball program, and I think through her volleyball program, I think at Sacred Heart in general – um, we have set them up for that. So, um, so that's my biggest concern. They're all winners. They're yeah. always going to be winners. And, but. And, and what you're thinking of, I'll go back to a couple Saturdays when Beal and Sacred Heart were playing in the baseball districts. I believe it was Evan Brown, freshman. Did I get that name correct? Freshman. Uh, for Sacred Heart? Yeah. 
Well, but he left. He came on the mound. Freshman. Oh, no, no, no. That's, Brady, that's Brady. Brady Davis. Or pardon that's me, Brady Davis came on the mound yeah. in a, in a really tough spot and ended up giving up several runs. And I was thinking, and I said it on the air that well, what's great about this is five years now when he gets fired from a job or something like that, that situation was way worse being out on the mound. You know what I mean? The disappointment, everything like that. So that's what you learn. You're worried. There's been so much success. You know, how's this girl going to deal with disappointment out there in the real world? Because it's it's going to come at some point, but maybe. When you got a hard worker like this that puts in the time to win, though, that that also affects the real life. I think the way that we've set things up around here, we've we've allowed them to fail a little bit. Um, you know, we play a tough schedule. I'm gonna bring that up here and, in a couple minutes. We, yeah, and we get to uh, we get to get beat up on a couple times every season, and um, and there's um, a little bit of method to that madness. Yeah, we'd like to go in and compete and win some of those games against some of those big teams, but but um, as a coach, and I've coached. Uh, many different sports for a long time. I know what um, how important going in and and not beating those teams is, you know, because it's it's you're you're always chasing. And I think that um, a few years ago we decided as a coaching staff that we were going to toughen things up and we were going to work toward playing our best softball in June. And that's what we've done the last couple of years. You know, Eliza was part of one other team. Uh, it would have been two, but we had the COVID year. She was part of one other team that was pretty good around here, and we didn't win anything. And, um, and that was a disappointing year. I mean, it really was. And I think that fueled our last year seniors. That fueled Eliza and Lexi. And, um, and that's what kind of put us in the position that we've been in the last couple of years. So Yeah, but now, Eliza, when I say, you know, people know about the history of Sacred Art Academy athletic sports. You know, you walk into the gym and you see the number of state championships, finals, appearances. But when I tell you you're one of the most successful athletes ever <laughs> at Sacred Art Academy, how does that make you feel? It's kind of overwhelming. I mean, you grow up. I've been at Sacred Heart since I was in kindergarten. So I was in the gym watching the older girls play and wanting to be them. And to finally be here and maybe have been better than some of those teams is kind of crazy <laughs> yeah and, coach- and she's also i should mention you know and she won't tell you this but she's also our sacred heart academy 2023 sacred heart academy scholar athlete award winner so um that's a big deal at our school and it has to do with all of it and i mean you have to be an excellent student which she is and you have to have put in the time the effort the energy and all that it takes in order on the on the field and on the court in order to win that award and she she uh she won that this year, and that's a huge honor. Yep. And I know that she takes that um, takes that seriously. So Yeah, well, Eliza, from this guy who's gotten to call a bunch of those games, and you know, to the rest of your classmates as well, thank you guys for the success because that's given me so many much more <laughs> games to call. But now talking about this season, 31-10 and 10 on the year right now. T.C. St. Francis, Big Rapids, Shepard, Tawas, the only D4 loss I believe I saw on the schedule you guys had was to Fowler. Is that correct? Yeah, uh, that was a – uh, and another correction is we're thirty-two and nine. Thirty-two and nine. 32 all right, nine. all right. Yep. Um, but yeah, we we went to Fowler's invite, and uh, we got off to a slow start <laughs> in that game. Um, our pitching was really not on that day, yeah. and um, I had to move them in and out. Um, I switched them both in and out a couple times during that, and we played a four inning game, and we we started a comeback in a four inning game, and they ended up calling the game because of time. But it, it you know it is what it is. Um, it Fowler's still in it. And, uh, and, and if we were to, um, you know, our goal, we have three games left this year and we plan to play in all three of them. So, um, our goal is that in that final one, maybe Fowler's on that other side and, and we, uh, we get to try it all over again. 
Beale City boys fell to Fowler earlier this year. Mm-hmm. State quarterfinal game. They yeah. got to play Fowler, and they were able to avenge that loss. And that's something you, know, you guys got in the back of your mind there. But how important – you talked about it a little bit. I'm going to ask Eliza there. TC, St. Francis, Big Rapids, Shepherd, Tawas, how important were those games for right now? Oh, so important. I mean, we get in those big games to kind of feel the pressure and the competition because we really don't in D4 a lot. Um so playing those games is huge. Yep, and yeah. Speaking of the schedule to the playoff success, so here's what's gone on so far: seventeen zero and five over Carson City Crystal, twelve zero and five over Vesterberg, eight zero in the district championship over Fulton, three zero in the regional semifinal versus Saginaw Michigan Lutheran Seminary. We'll talk about that one more in just a minute. But then fifteen zero over Coleman and four. You guys beat them earlier this year, I believe it was six to three and nine to six. Uh, what what happened there this past Saturday? Well. I mean, I, you know, I can't speak to Coleman and what they, you know, what their approach was. I, I just know that, um, that our girls knew that we were, you know, we were a better softball team this year. And, um, and Chad has had some wonderful teams down there and up there. And, um, and they've beat up on us in the past. And I just kind of feel like um, maybe it's just our time right now and his time is going to come again and their time is going to come again. But I just feel like um, – we we felt like we could we could um, we could beat MLS and throw in Savannah Jones against them. We knew that MLS's pitcher was going to be really really good, and we knew that it was going to take some time to get to her, and it did. It was yep. the well, sixth inning, and I was going to say bring it up, but let's let <laughs> uh, Gefford told me about that right when I came up. So yeah, I mean, it's scoreless sixth inning. Talk about what happens. Well, Eliza comes up, and this is our third time through seeing her, and we are you know if anybody knows or followed us at all or watched us play at all, we. We can hit, and um, we can hit almost everybody. And um, and we knew she was going to slow us down at first part of the game. We we're, we we're fine with it, but but we also felt like Savannah was going to shut them down, and she did. And um, and so we got through the second time through the lineup, and then a third time our girls come up, and we started putting more of the bat on the ball and more of the bat on the ball, and Eliza just she got her pitch. She was hunting one pitch. She got it, and it landed on a tent in center field. And we knew at that point the game was over because Savannah was so good that they, you know, they were not going to have an opportunity to up us, you know, two to one. So, so we felt pretty good about that. Going into the second game, I think the, the last time we played Coleman, uh, Marin carved them up pretty good. It, uh, I think she had 17 strikeouts against them. And, um, and I almost felt as if, you know, you try to read body language and faces and things like that, that, when Coleman knew that they were going to face Marin again, the girls, uh, some of those girls on the team, they, you know, they were just not, they weren't excited about that. I know I wouldn't be, <laughs> and and uh, so I, I think that's a lot of what happened. And Marin was really good um, in that second game, and um, when a pitcher that moves it um, is really good, it's it's really hard to beat her. And that's what happened in that game. And our girls just hit, hit, hit. You yeah. know, I mean, like we we just hit. And, and that was one of those you talked about going through the lineup a couple times against Michigan Lutheran Seminary. You've seen the pitchers for Coleman. So, Eliza, you guys were jacked and ready to go, especially after seeing the dominant pitcher for Lutheran Seminary. Oh, yeah. It was after seeing MLS and her speed and her movement going to Coleman. was We were yep. ready for it. And so go bottom of the sixth inning. You're, you're at the plate. You're waiting for that pitch <laughs> to, talk, to, go, to walk us through that day. I think – I. Want to say I had a full count, or I know I saw some pitches, and I was just thinking like, oh man, not right now. Like, just get on base, don't strike out, and get on base. Like, we need it. And then that pitch came, and 
I bopped it. It felt good. I was like, okay, okay. But I was like, shoot, it went up. Please don't be a pop-up. Please don't be a pop-up. And I was like, maybe it'll get a gap. And so I'm like running as fast as I can. Then I see out of the corner of my eye, it hits the red tent. And I'm like, oh, that's outside the fence. I was like, okay. Yeah, and then I look let, at Mr. Wheaton. No. The I was like, too. well, geez, okay. And then I look at Mr. Wheaton. He's screaming at me. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and how did it feel uh, running around those bases? Did you go Babe Ruth on it at all? Or were you running pretty quick? And those it, first two, I was running pretty quick. Because yeah, I was right. like, well, maybe they'll drop it. But <laughs> once I saw it, I was like, okay. And then I took a little bit slower. Yeah. Yep. And going back to those scores for people, if they weren't counting, that's 55-0 to zero so far through the playoffs. Talked about Jones and your daughter, Marin. How dominant have they been? We'll talk to Eliza about it first. Talk about those two on the mound. Oh, gosh. They're insane. I mean, at the beginning of the season, we were prepared for two freshmen coming in, but we knew they had talent. And so I wasn't worried at all. And, I mean, they've showed up. They've held their own. Yeah, they haven't given up. Not a, through the playoffs zero so far. What's, what's zero, <laughs> zero, zero, zero ERA in the playoffs. And, and you think about losing, you know, uh, Jones last year. Yeah. I mean. The other Jones. Yeah, <laughs> to, to, to get this clutch play again, it's two freshmen. Mm-hmm. I mean, what, what's that make you think, Coach? Well, it means that they're going to be around for a while. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's that's what it means. But, um, no, I, I knew we had two talented pitchers coming in, and I, I felt like overall we were going to be stronger in that department this year than last year only because we had really one to go to in, in crunch time. And, um, and But as we all know what she did, yeah. right? She just put us on her back and then walked us up over to Michigan State. So so, um, so when, when I knew that the, the other two were coming in with experience and a lot of work and – you know, they knew how to pitch and they've been coached and they, all those things. Um, I felt pretty good about it. It was the age that, that got to me. It was just being young and, and, and sometimes not being able to handle the pressure and sometimes be, you know, not understanding body language and not understanding when, when bad things happen, you know, we're still here, you know, the game's not over, you know, kind of thing. And, and uh, I was concerned about that. And there was a little bit of that that went on early on and Eliza and Lexi did a really good job of um, sort of evening that out with them, you know, like that was kind of their job, you know, like, hey, you guys are the, you guys are the old timers here, you know, you need to, with these young kids, when I get grumpy and when I get the way I get, you guys have to be the, the one, the mediator in between and calm them down and get them going, you know, kind of thing. And they did a great job of that. And, and those two now, um, I mean, they're like seniors, <laughs> you know, I mean, like they can handle anything. Yeah, and, but- uh, this they was, struggle. I, I wish I had video because you said those two now, and you guys just kind of exchanged a look and, and, and smiled right there. What was going through your mind when you said those two now? Well, I mean, just to see their growth. And, like, at the beginning, we didn't know it was going to happen, really. And just to see them now, it's like, wow. <laughs> yep. And uh, Lake Leland, St. Mary tomorrow, um, another school from way up north. I actually lived about two and a half miles from Lake Leland, St. Mary for a couple years. And even one of the smallest Catholic schools in the state up there. And I, I make the joke, you got to really love your kids to get them there in the winter That's right. up there. Yep. But uh, do you guys know anything about them, one of those oh, schools? Yeah. You know, I mean, we, we've, we play them just about every year. We, they were um, at our invite this year. Um, we had all, all four teams at the invite this year were all Catholic schools. Once again, that hadn't happened in a long time. And so um, they were here. We didn't have a chance to play them. Um, they In the first game that day, they played Portland St. Pat's, and I they lost pretty big to Portland St. Pat's. So they were going to play in the third-place game later. Um, but, you know, I, they have some nice players. When you that, get this far. Yeah, I mean, they have some nice players. They're, they're in a quarterfinal, so everybody's good now. You know, I mean, everybody has something. So um, I just feel like um, our, 
you know, we are strong everywhere. And, um, and in order to beat us, you're going to have to play your best game. You know, you can't go, I mean, I'm not saying, Hey, there's three games left. We want to play in all of them. I'm not saying we're going to win them all, but, um, but if, if you're going to beat us, you better, you better be there to play that day. And, uh, otherwise it's not going to end up good for you. And, and that's kind of how things have been this postseason, you know, so. And Eliza, last thing I want to ask you, what's, what's your plans uh, once you're done here with school? Um, I'm going to Central Michigan University. All right. Well, do, you, do you know what you're studying at? Are you playing um, any sports or anything? Not yet. I'm just right. studying, but right. not sure. Athletic training or speech and language, not right. really sure. Awesome. Well, congratulations. If you, if you work as hard as you did in sports, she's going to do just fine in college, she's isn't she? Just fine in life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And actually, let me ask you this. I, I made the joke with you last time. I said, what would you know school be like without sports? And you and Lexi are both like, oh, I couldn't even imagine. <laughs> What's sports like without school? You got practice right now and all that, it's but no school. Kind of nice. I mean, I can <laughs> chill through the day and just focus on one thing at a time. I mean, <laughs> Eliza, Coach Wheaton, thank you guys so much for joining me. Good luck tomorrow. Thanks for having us, Chris. Thank you. Another big thank you to those two taking some time to chat with me. And thank you for listening to another Spock Sports Show, another Spock Sports Show podcast every Monday night, 7 o'clock on Buck 92 and podcasting wherever you get your podcast. Thank you for listening to Spock Sports Show with Chris Spockman. The views and opinions heard on this podcast do not necessarily reflect those views, opinions of Latitude Media, our sponsors, affiliates, and My1043 or Buck92 Radio. Check out our website for even more podcasts from around the area. Just go to MyMichiganPodcast.com. It's podcasting that matters.